thank God he takes those of us that are imperfect. Yeah. To do something with. So, um, it's going to be a little bit different for me today. The Holy Spirit, as I was praying about the order of the service today, you know, everybody has a style in the manner in which they teach the word. So for the guests that are here, and even to remind those of you that have been faithful, faithful, faithful children, spiritual children, faithful to the word, faithful to this church, Thank you so very much. Those of you that have been with us from the beginning and those of you that maybe just walked in here today, let me remind you what the Spirit of God said. He raised this body of believers up. And as we prayed, we're reminded He raised it up for a purpose. That purpose is to cause His children to rise up and take their rightful place in the body of Christ. So if you are a believer and you're in the body of Christ and you're here today and you are, the message, this messages that are taught here are taught to inspire, to motivate each and every one of us to look within ourselves and to examine where we are in line with the holy written word of God. Change is good. Some people force change in a manner and try to say things that that really doesn't imply. But God does want us to change each and every day, to glow, to grow from glory to glory. Amen? Amen. So this is a word and a spirit church. A word church should be a church where the word of God is taught, where the word of God is preached, where the Holy Spirit is allowed to move and where the needs of the people are met. It's not a plan by man. It's a plan by God. And he laid it out in his holy written word. So I'm going to simply obey as the Holy Spirit gave it to me. And um, what is different about it is I don't care in life Actually, what I do, I find myself always upon always upon always. I start at the beginning, or what to me I think is the beginning, and I work to the end. Uh, A perfect example is when I cook, the reason I don't like my husband to be in the kitchen with me, when he cooks, he cooks backwards to me. He starts cooking before he actually has a plan of how he should proceed in that manner. And me, I have my recipe. I have my stand that the recipe's on. And I look at that recipe and I collect every item of that recipe. And I place it in order as the recipe. Not only do I pull every ingredient. If it's a cup, then I have a cup and it is with that item that goes in the recipe. If it's a teaspoon, a tablespoon, if it's liquid measurement, dry measurement, it doesn't matter. There is a tool for every item that I, that, that recipe calls for. And that's how I look at God's word. 
God's Word's a recipe for our life. I'll say it again. God's Word is a recipe for our life. And that recipe is the fullness of the Spirit that is supposed to abide within us. And when the fullness of the Spirit abides within us, dear one, then we will walk God's plan out. His Spirit that lives within our spirit will lead and guide. And I know pastors teaching about the mind and everything. You see, we're a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And the Word says that we're to be led by the Spirit. His Spirit in our spirit illuminates our mind. But it takes our mind and our body to pick the Word of God up and study that Word so that we have it in our spirit. It's difficult, in my opinion, to separate or to try to identify in a manner of dissecting how God so uniquely made us that we are a spirit. He gave us a soul, which is our mind, our will, our emotions. And then we have a physical body that is simply a means of transporting us in this life. And um, so I teach, I study like I cook. I teach, I study, I cook like I clean. I'm one of those individuals that I don't believe that you open a door, which may be a closet or a drawer, which may be a chest where things are, your garments are kept or a pantry where your food is. And you just open that door or drawer or compartment or whatever it is and you just shove things in. I love to help people get order in their life. I'm anointed to help people find order in their life. Some people don't want order in their life. Those that don't want order in their life, then they have a challenge, believe it or not, with this holy written word. Because our Father God is a God of order. Everything about Him is a God of order. And so... What's different about today is he instructed me what I'm going to be teaching you on today, not really teaching what I'm going to encourage and admonish, exhort, teach, preach, whatever the Holy Ghost wants. It's about one word, but I'm going to add to it. It's about the power of God. Simply power of God. How many of you in here, you believe you know all that there is to know about the power of God? How many want to know about the power of God? Now lift that hand up. How many of you want the power of God working in your life? To how, what degree? I mean, as high, I mean, can just, you just keep reaching as high as you can. For the power of God in your life. Now let's be encouraged this morning as the Holy Ghost unveils this as he did to me. Where we'll start with our golden text. The golden text, this is a passage that I love. Brother Hagen taught this passage for the last nine years of his life. 
This was the scripture that he would start out with. And so this is the Apostle Paul to the Gentiles and the reading of the Holy Written Word in 1 Corinthians. I'm not going to read all of the verses. I want to emphasize on, well, why would we not read all of it? It's good, isn't it? The scripture says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, this is my prayer. Brethren, sisters, when I come to you, I come not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom. How do I come? I come declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Not trembling as one would be that would be frightened, but trembling because of the anointing and the power of God that resides within and comes upon us as his agents. Verse 4, my speech and my preaching is not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but my prayer is that it will be in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Say demonstration Demonstration. of of the Spirit and of power. See, people say they have the power of God. Or they say, rather, excuse me, I meant to say, they say that they have the Spirit of God. But do they have the power of God? I marvel... I want you to write this down. The Lord gave me this to give to you today. Each one, reach one. Four words. Each one, reach one. Each one, reach one. That's God's plan. He gave one. gave one and it was his only one and he gave that one that you reach one that should be your prayer today and it isn't hard you spend time praying you're out and about it could be you to reach that one I don't have to know an individual's name. If there is a reason that I am in conversation with anyone. I shocked a young lady recently. Uh, she called. I've never seen her. But I've spoken to her many times. It shocked her when I asked her, are you a Christian? Her answer was, I am a 
She didn't say Christian. She gave me the name of a denominational church. You won't find that in the Bible. And you've got to be bold enough to say, no, 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 no. I'm not asking you what place you go attend church. I'm asking you about a relationship with God the Father, His Son, our Savior, and our Lord. But I don't stop there because I found out in the Word Pentecost occurred. And know about you, but I'm thankful for Pentecost. Amen. I'm not ashamed of Pentecost. Amen. Won't ever be ashamed of the Word of God. So this passage in verse 4, in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, why does he want our speech and our preaching to be in demonstration of the Spirit and of power? He tells us in verse 5 that our faith, just go right to then. What does he want our faith in? Not good enough. What does he want our faith in? Everyone. What does he want our faith in? Then we should know how to activate that power. We should know what causes one to have that power. Then if we have that power, how do we activate that power? I used my vehicle recently. It's a very powerful, it's a powerful tool. Powerful tool. But you know what? Last Sunday, that powerful vehicle was in that garage and it would not start. Did not start. Why did it not start? The battery was drained of its power. Now, did I say that right? Because I don't know the parts of a car. So the battery was drained. Did you know that the enemy has so many, so much in this world to drain our power? TV can drain your power. iPads can drain your power. Phones can drain your power. Sports can drain your power. Employment can drain your power. Relationships can drain your power. What are you doing to increase that power that he placed within you when you were born of the Spirit? 